to the Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. And here I am. Welcome to my very first episode in this format. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, It's so funny how much I've been growing over in my head, like tossing and turning at night thinking, what should I name this show? What should I do? How should this description? Blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, because I'm doing this all on my own until for the time being I'm doing this all on my own so um my if you're just tuning in for the first time my name is Kelly Slusher I oh gosh I really hate calling myself a comedian I think that's just the worst thing to call yourself because it totally puts you on the spot but um I, I have been known to do jokes and say things and make sketches and stuff that other that people actually laugh at so whatever you want to call me comedian or person that likes to tell jokes or just be silly it's just who I am I can't even, you know, I just, I'm silly. And then I'm also, you know, my identity is uh, I'm I'm a musician, singer-songwriter. I play a bunch of instruments. I record my own music. Um, Kelly Sarge, I've been doing this for years. And I just uh, am now, finally, after all these years, one of my songs made it on a Netflix series, in love all over again it's not an easy thing to do to get on any movies or anything like that you have to have connections period um you've got a new like i got on this because my record label from years ago put out my first album and luis from spain it's from madrid he's friends with the producer of oh man He's friends with, so the, the show that it's on is called In Love All Over Again. So he's friends with him and he submitted a playlist and one of my, a couple of my tracks were on there and they picked the song and that song has an interesting story to it. So it's kind of funny that they picked that song, which is perfect. It's on episode six and it's funny because it's, I was watching the whole series just to find my song and I was all excited and, um, I kind of got lost in the series a little bit and then all of a sudden my song pops on after like days and days and days of watching it and I'm like hey that's sounds like my song oh wait that's right that's why I'm watching this <laughs> and it's the scene where they're all in their underwear so I think that's kind of funny um, but that's kind of you know my little reality you know I don't like walk around in my underwear but I'm pretty at home when I'm at home you know feeling at ease um, but the song is called I'm the devil of the neighborhood and that came about because I was riding my bike home one afternoon and there was this fella, this was in downtown Sacramento, there was this fella wearing this like cool 60s looking like all white suit and he had, I think he even had this cool, what are they, Fioras, whatever they're called, it's like a hat. And he looked, he just looked stylish. And he's yelling, he was this black man, and he looked really stylish and he was yelling out, I'm the devil of the neighborhood. I'm the devil of the neighborhood. And I was like, whoa. And I mean, everything, like the whole story just came to me. I rushed home, picked up my guitar and just two, it's two chords from A to D. So it's only, it's a very simple, like probably the one of the most simple songs I've ever written. And it came out um, verse by verse. It just came out. And here's my guitar. So I, I won't sing the whole thing, but it's like. 
trouble of the neighborhood They think that I'm no good Wanna live my life how I should Please believe me, I'm misunderstood It just repeats that and then began this morning when I woke, thought of my life and started to choke. Today again I sit and soak. Please awake me from this horrible joke. Anyway, the lyrics go on and on. I'm not going to keep, but it, it, it all rhymes. It all makes sense. And it's about this person who we were, basically I interpreted it, interpreted it, is that a word? Interpreted it as being somebody who was being told or projected upon that they're the bad guy. Because I didn't really get a sense that he was the devil of the neighborhood. He didn't. I just felt like he was probably yelling and screaming from a, like being projected on from somebody. So he was just like, fine, that's me. Or maybe he really felt like he was, but he didn't get really seem like that. It was more of like a, so in my idea, it was somebody who was so fed up with being told they were bad, seen as bad, seen as that and feeling disappointed in their lives and not being able to change that thing that just kept you know following them and in a sense i felt similar because i was going through a very hard time at that moment this was years and years ago i'm not going to say how long but it was a long time ago so i'm not in this place anymore but at that time i was having a hard time with some people that were in my community accusing me of stupid things that weren't real and something really ridiculous. So I was having issues. Although I did at the time, I will admit, I was a little bit wild and I did some really weird stuff. And very shortly after that, I, I stopped being, like I remember, I, I could tell you the story, but it's very embarrassing. I did some stupid drunk things and um, I cleaned my act up. That reminds me of somebody once told me that their friend had just bought a new computer and it was, this was a long time ago, this is probably like in the 05, you know, like the MacBooks or the iMacs, whatever they're called, and they were white. So I'm thinking it's because of, they were white, maybe not, maybe had nothing to do with being white. They just had this brand new iBook, MacBook, whatever, and it's sitting in the living room. And they came home super drunk, so drunk, pass out. In the middle of the night, they had to go to the bathroom so they walk, they walk into the living room, open up the laptop and pee on it, like it's the toilet and ruin their laptop. Boy, oh boy, what alcohol can do to you. Don't do it. <laughs> That's a true story. I did not make that up. So if a seagull is flying around and you joke and trick them and you trick them to believe something, are they seagullable? That's really dumb, but. Are they seagullable? Um, yeah, so I was thinking the other day, actually today, that my sister had a little doll called Baby Alive, and it would like, you would feed it this like oatmeal, and then I think you'd feed it like in a bottle, and it'd poop. It'd like come out of the bottom, you'd put a diaper on it, and it would like come out of its little bottom, and you'd have to change the diaper. Just thought I'd tell you that. I never had one. I just watched my sister. The doll I had 
The lion was called, I think, Baby Walkaway or something. I don't remember, but she would walk, she was really made of hard plastic, and you'd like wind her up and she'd like crawl on the floor. Like, but my favorite doll, her name was Chrissy, and she had this like really bright red hair. She's kind of pudgy. She's big, like a bigger, hard, kind of like a hard doll, like a, not like a soft, squeezy cabbage patch kid. Although I did have one of those that my mom did make for me. But um, anyway, you'd pull the top of her hair. It came out, that's so weird. It was like the, this hair that would get, that you would pull it from the center and it would come all the way out. She'd have like really long hair. Then you'd pretend that you're cutting it. I think that's what, I don't remember. So weird. That's why I'm the way I am. Look at the toys I was playing with. No, I think the toys back in my day were pretty awesome. I think that I came from one of the last awesome generations. I, you know, I was a kid in the 80s and super fun, amazing. And that's why people want to be like the 80s and the 90s now. And I remember being in the 80s, the 70s were so lame. I still think the 70s, just the styles on like bell bottoms and, but you are dork. Hey, if you wore anything from the 70s when, when you were in the 80s, but fast forward now, you can wear whatever you want, but there was a time when there was a certain set fashion. I'm no, do you guys remember that? There was a certain set way of dressing. So whatever the catalogs told you to do, whatever's in the stores, there were no thrift stores. I mean, there were, but only poor people go to thrift stores. That was, that was that. But there was a time like they, like whatever was in the catalogs, that's what you buy, that's your fashion. And I never liked that. So I was always doing my own thing anyway. So then I got into going to thrift stores when they weren't cool. And I bought these like, had this idea that I wanted to dress weird. I was in high school. So I went to a thrift store and I found all these like vintage dresses for like 25 cents. And they were these crazy costume dresses and man, they were cool. And then I wore those all the time. And I was like, I'm so punk. Cause I had like my punk rock hairdo and my eyeliner would go all the way, all the way out to my hairline, you know, and I had my combat boots and I was like really crazy punk. And um, one time, so this was before I was punk. When I was in the ninth grade, I decided that I was going to get, okay, I was kind of a bully. I will I'll admit, this is why I'm bringing this story up because it's kind of funny. It's awful actually, but I was a bully no, 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 I wasn't a bully. I was really tough. Like you did not mess with me from like all of my, I would say all of my child, all of my like ninth through um, graduation through 12th grade, like I was just this tough chick and I never planned on it. I didn't know because I was really self-aware. I was just being me. But um, so, but in the ninth grade, I was, I had this English class and there was this girl in there and she was sitting in the, she sits in the front row. Her name was Brittany. And I would sit in the back with my two like kind of friends and we were just like, kind of like the, oh yeah, this class is dumb, whatever, <clears throat> you know, cause I really didn't like school. I wish I would have liked it now that I'm me now. <laughs> I would have been way, way into it cause I love learning. But back then I was like, this is stupid. And anyway, so we're there and whatever. And then throughout the, the whole semester, she was bugging me because she'd be like, teacher would be like, does anyone know the answer to this question? You know these people. And me, pick me teacher. I'm 
manip- I'm your, I'm, I'm teacher's pet. I'm the best. I'm the best. And then I thought, I just couldn't stand Brittany. I was like, I don't, and no one liked her. No one liked her. They were, she was annoying. She was not self-aware. And she just was annoying. And um, being a little punk, dysfunctional child that I was, um, I, you know, I, I told my, my friends, my two, like, my two chick friends who thought I was so cool. I was like, hey, after class, I'm going to go beat Brittany up. And they're like, okay, yeah. And I was like, you guys got my back? They're like, totally. Like, I don't like her. I'm going to beat her up. So, um, the bell rings. Bing, bing, bing. Brittany leaves first because she was in the front of the class. And I'm out the back, you know, leaving one of the last kids. And she's walking away. And I'm like, Brittany. <laughs> and she stops. And I was like, and I walked up to her. And I, was, and I was like, I don't like you. And she's just like trembling. And she doesn't even know what to say to me. And like, I freaking push her. And once I push her with my wingman, the two supposed to have my back, they step back like five feet. Like, we're out of here. We don't know what this is. And then Brittany starts crying. And I was like, oh no. Oh my gosh, you can't do, you know, in that moment. And so, you know what I did? I let her go. I let her go. You, you, you can leave now, Brittany. I'm not gonna beat you up. Oh my gosh. So, but that was so, such a profound life lesson because after that, I, I learned who I was in that moment. I was like, this isn't who I am. I'm not this kind of person. Why would I want to beat somebody up? You know, boy, I probably, she's probably damaged by mm, Kelly Slusher. Ooh, she tried to beat me up. I was learning. And I, and I'm sorry, Brittany, that I took that out on you because I was just frustrated at home. My home life sucked. <laughs> it was hard, you know. I didn't have the, the function that I needed, you know. But I learned that. And so um, I have a very tender heart. And so, um, but I do kind of have that, you know, a little bit of the, the tood. Like, you don't cross me. But I'm very sweet. <laughs> I got a broom and I got a spray bottle of water and I'll get you. Like, you know, people being like, hey, you know, be careful. You're going to be in a bad neighborhood. I'm like, I got a broom in the back of my truck and I got my spray bottle. And they're like, how, what, are you kidding me? That's not going to work. I'm like, oh yeah. Have you ever been hit in the face with like the end of a broom? Like those little, the bristles in your face. And then you got all the dust coming off there. It's going to make you sneeze. I can guarantee they would not expect that. I remember... There was this um, this guy that I knew, hey guy that I knew, I can't remember your name, but he was fun. It was way back in the day when I was at Crash and Brittany. I was in a band called Crash and Brittany. We used to play Chico all the time. And anyway, Patrick was his name. And he would come to our shows and he became a friend. And he was saying, he was super weird, kind of like, well, I don't know how to explain his personality, but just kind of odd, just an oddball, which of course I love oddballs. And um, he said that he was in the, in that, there's a, what is it? Campus, he was on campus and he was walking through and it's at night. And this guy's like, he had a gun. He's like, give me all your money. And the guy was like, and Patrick was like, no thanks. And keeps walking. And the guy just let him go. 
And then that reminds me of this other friend that I had. When I lived in New York, I met this guy. Gosh, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, oh, come on. Come on, I know his name. He's tell, I sh it's totally worth mentioning his name because he was so bizarre. He was a roommate. Anyway, Lucas, Lucas Crane. Lucas Crane, is it Lucas Crane? But anyway, he did this crazy noise tape thing that he would make like a performance and it was totally bizarre. Um, anyway, he was so weird. He would like stuff all these things in his like shirt pockets and like he had like these long, no, no overalls. And in the overalls, he had all these like, he would just put weird things in there like bouncy balls or some like miniature corn, like not baby, like plastic corn. Just imagine like random, the most random things and he'd carry the most random things around with him. So one time he's walking home at night and he gets a knife pulled on him. And they're like, dude, give me all your money. And he didn't have any money. Anyway, but he's pulling out like, he's pulling out like corn. He's pulling out like a handkerchief. He's pulling out like, you know, that come on, we know you got some. And he's pulling out a bouncy ball and he's pulling out like just the most random, just a little miniature dog. He's pulling out like the, like the most random things you can imagine. And he's like, come on, dude, give me all your money. He's like, this is what's in my pockets. And it was like all this random stuff. And I guess another deterrent from being mugged. It's all about being random. I think that's like, that's our biggest defense. Be random. You know, someone's like, give me all your money. Be like, or like, oh, you know, just get weird because they, they thrive off of fear, right? I mean, maybe it would backfire, but um, that's always been my best defense. Like if I'm walking by myself, I'm like, I hated when I was walking the forest by myself because I used to live up in Oregon and it was the middle of nowhere. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, I'd get scared walking to my car and cause like, oh, no, good reason. Bears, it's called bears. It's called mountain lions. Anyway, but I'd be like, I'm walking in the forest with myself and hoping that anything like bears, mountain lions, aliens, uh, monsters would just like flee. Cause it'd be pitch black. Um, yeah, it's creepy. Anyway, enough about that. Let's play something. Sometimes when I'm alone at night, I just like to pick up the mirror and I like to stare at myself. And I like to say, why, why, why did I buy that detergent? It just smells like toxic waste. And then sometimes when I'm lying in bed, and I'm reflecting on the day. All I can think about, I know my cornbread was dry at dinner, but that's my grandma's recipe. What are people thinking about me? And sometimes at night when I'm alone and I'm gazing in the mirror, I think to myself, why were there seven muffins left out of the 12 that I dropped off at the office? Ugh, I just can't take it. I need their approval. And sometimes at night, when I'm alone and I'm gazing in the mirror, I think to myself, Oh, come on. You know that's my enchilada recipe. You know it's mine. I gave it to you 20 years ago. Remember that when we first were friends? And now you're saying it's your enchilada recipe. Well, guess what? It's mine. And you know what? 1982, it was printed in Grit Magazine. What do you say about that? 
I can prove it. It's mine. That's my enchilada recipe. I've been making it traditionally for years. All my children have eaten those enchiladas. It's not your recipe. Cheryl. Are you in the market for an emotionally unavailable man? Well, we've got you covered. At Pump and Dump, we're here to match couples perfectly. Are you looking for a man who's on the rebound? Just cut out of a serious relationship? Not looking for anything serious? Tells you he's interested in you, but he's really not? Pump and Dump will leave you completely disappointed. Guaranteed Pump and Dump. It's the app to download. Download the app today. Don't you wait you'll be disappointed before you know it. We're the only dating app that will guarantee a full refund after 60 days if you're not fully satisfied. If you are not disappointed, greatly disappointed, within even a few weeks, we will give you a refund. What are you waiting for? Come on, ladies, get your disappointment on. Let's do this. Download our app, Pump and Dump, and the App Store. Guarantee that you will be disappointed. That's right. I just made that the other day. I came up with it a long time ago. It's, you know, I might make another version of that, but I, I like it. And so I'm still trying to figure out the total format. I know the format of the show, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's more how I'm going to order things. Like what, what, what should I be doing? Should, you know, like, um, I'm only gonna make this like 20, 30 minutes. So um, anyway, that went by really fast. I blabbed your ear off, but um, it's gonna kind of be like that. It's gonna be a lot of talking and then it's gonna have like these little comedy blurb things. And then once I get things set up, I'm gonna start actually talking to other people cause that's gonna be so fun. I love conversations, especially with certain people and they get a moment to shine their light and especially people who don't normally get asked to do interviews because there might not be have like 50,000 people on Instagram. They might have three people because Instagram sucks. <laughs> I'm so tired of like social media and like it's like a rank system. Like, I, I don't really know what the dealio is, but they make it really hard. And there's a video on YouTube that's talking about this right now. Um, they've noticed it's made, they made it a lot harder for artists to get seen, musicians. And so if you're one of these people, hey, we're going to form a really strong community. And I want to help uh, be part of that because there's so much good music that's not being heard. That's just barely. And then you know what happens? Do you know what happens, dear friends? Is you've got these artists who are absolutely amazing, okay? Top notch. Musicians, not every one of them, but you've got these really good artists who have to have a day job because they're not even being heard or seen. It's, it's that bad, and there's artists and stuff, and a lot of people give up. So I'm gonna fight for this, you know? I wanna share, I wanna talk to people I find interesting, and I have a million stories to share. Um, my life seems to be one story, because, I mean, every day. Just my thoughts, I guess. Anyway, I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end this now. I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but I gotta end, I need to end this. Really, just the show. Come back for, for my more, this is gonna be episodes, and they're no, in, not in any particular order. They're just fun, so, all right. 
Let's end this outro with one of my songs called People Just Like You, and it's just really lo-fi recording. It's just fun. I played the drums, I played the guitar, and just I actually wrote it that same day because I was doing these like one song a day kind of thing, but this one kind of stuff, kind of cute. All right, bye. Just